Shalom Habibi. Thank you for joining me this evening. We still have a one or two minutes before eight o'clock. So <clears throat> in, I decided to start a few minutes before eight rather than waiting till exactly eight because people seem to, you know, realize I'm here and start logging on. So it's eight o'clock, time to start. Welcome, and thank you for joining me. I hope that some of you have watched my other presentations on TikTok. And if not, I know you will. I also have the YouTube channel, The Rabbi and I, and perhaps some of you have gone to my YouTube channel. I wanted to talk this evening about Jewish beliefs and practices. What do Jews believe? What do we practice? And I'd like to put aside this evening what's going on with Gaza, with Israel, now with the missiles being sent out of other places into Israel. Let's put that aside. I do want to point out something that someone else posted on TikTok. It's worth repeating, and I remember actually seeing it. Hawkeye is talking to Father Mulcahy, and he asks, is war worse than hell? Because you've heard the expression, war is hell. And they're talking, and Hawkeye says, no, war is worse than hell. I really like this dialogue. Why is, and Father says, why is war worse than hell? And Hawkeye says, because in hell, everyone belongs there, deserves it, and they're sinners. In war, it's the innocent bystanders that suffer and die. And they don't deserve it. And we are watching what happens in a war. For many of you, you're too young to remember Vietnam. I remember watching Vietnam, not as it was happening, but as the clips were coming in. And it was our first experience to see war firsthand. Up until then, it was an abstraction. It was a John Wayne movie. It didn't apply. And so now we're watching it in real time. And we get to see that Hawkeye was right. War is worse than hell because it's the innocent bystanders. It's men women and children that are the victims of some political idea, some country. And hopefully those of you who are watching what's going on will learn was not the answer. And that as you move into positions of decision and power, you won't be so quick to decide to make war in either direction. Truly, that's my prayer and I hope because you who are watching are our future. And if we're not going to have this, what we're watching with other countries, and it's going on in Africa, Darfur, women being raped, children being mutilated. It's not unique. It's not unique to Gaza and Israel. It's war. And war brings out the worst in everyone. It really does. 
And that's why promoting peace and seeking peace should be our highest goal. But I'm 77. I'm not in any political position, but some of you may be. Please remember what you're watching. Remember what you're seeing. And remember some of the history so that you will prevent it from happening. Mm -hmm. And it's not simply the matter of the work of this group or that group. This is what happens when people resort to violence. Violence begets violence. And for those of you who are Christian, I would remind you of the Sermon on the Mount. Please, review the Sermon on the Mount. To turn the other cheek, to walk the extra mile. If someone asks for your cloak, give them your cloak and your shirt. It's only through peace that we're going to get somewhere, and that's up to you now, as opposed to making statements or accusing or pointing fingers or blaming. No. War is worse than hell because it's the children, the women, and the innocents who suffer. Look at what's going on in Darfur. Women are being raped. Since when is rape a legitimate way to make war? When is rape and stealing children? One of the priests I worked with when I was a chaplain in the VA hospital had been kidnapped as a child in Africa and he was forced to fight. Later, when he got away, when he was released, he decided to dedicate his life to God and became a Roman Catholic priest. Mm -hmm. He never did anything to deserve to become a killer, and that's what they made him. So please, please, it's not about freeing. It's not that simple. If only it were that simple. It's politics. It's people. Mm -hmm. So, our topic this evening is, what do Jews believe? And, you know, you want me to talk about, I just talked about the people that died. How many Israelis were died? Six million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust for being Jewish. My whole family is gone. Except for two grandparents who left Russia before the revolution, I have no relatives. No relatives. But besides the six million Jews, Hitler killed six million non-Jews, gypsies, Poles, gays, lesbians, anyone that opposed him. And you know what? He called them vermin because it's very difficult for one human being to kill another. But you dehumanize them, then you can take them to the gas chambers. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways Hitler got away with what he was doing, he called gays and lesbians vermin, and they must be like rats, and they use gas. The Poles, they're vermin. He used it over and over again. Jews, they're vermin. Gypsies are vermin. Russians are vermin dehumanizing the other in order to march them off to the chambers. Yes, I stand with the state of Israel as a political entity, and it's very sad what they're doing, and to resort to what they're doing, but they're a country, and it's about survival of a country against others that would destroy it. And it's very sad, 
and it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I believe in a Palestine, two states, two countries, but that's a topic for an, another discussion. So what do Jews believe? Right now, abortion is a really a hot button topic and something that you should be thinking about because it, it's a medical procedure that you are being denied. The Jewish view of abortion, well, when does life begin? Nobody knows. So let's put aside that somebody knows that life begins when a sperm and egg combine and the cells divide. Let's stop pretending that we know something that we don't know anything about. That's our starting point. We don't know. We don't know. Judaism teaches that the fetus is potential life. Potential life. And that way, very important. In Judaism, we are to protect life. The, yes, Zionism is not the same as Judaism. It's not. Please, I have a TikTok posted about the politics and about Israel and Zionism. Watch it after this. Or send me an email, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. I would be glad to meet with any of you in my Zoom room to discuss my view of statehood of politics. So, the concept of Judaism is pekuach nefesh. To save a life takes precedence over everything. Anything. Which is why what we're watching in war is so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Because women and children, men and women... Let me tell you a story. I spent 40 years as a chaplain in a veterans hospital, psychiatric hospital. When I was ordained, I processed with the Navy to become a Navy chaplain. That was in 1974, perhaps before some of you were born. I processed with the Navy. At that time, they were sending people home from Vietnam, who were closing out Vietnam. They didn't want any more chaplains. And so I finished processing, and then I was processed out. So I never actually served my 30 days. That's when I went to work for the VA as a chaplain. Okay. So my assignment was a psychiatric hospital. I don't remember how long ago this happened, 30 years ago, 25, it's not important. One of my veterans, Tony, in a wheelchair, we go into the PX, the post exchange. We had a store. It's a hospital, it's a VA, it's government. And so we had great clothing, we had great bargains. And since it was federal property, there were no state taxes. So Tony and I go into the PX. Tony's in his wheelchair. We're looking at clothes. We pick up some shirts. We're looking at the shirts. We read the label. Made in Vietnam. We look at each other. And Tony said, I would be walking. I would have a job. I wouldn't be coming in and out of a psychiatric hospital if the Vietnam War never had happened. Tony and I looked at each other. We said, how many Vietnamese died? How many Americans died? 
How many innocents died? How many women were raped? How many children were murdered? How many people were gassed? How many villages were burned? We looked at each other. We did. And we said, Vietnam's a free country. It deserved to be free. It defended itself against our invasion. And look at the havoc that was wrecked. And then, think of Vietnam today. It's a vacation spot. People rave about how nice the people are, how great the beaches are. What a wonderful place it is to visit Vietnam. Really? And Tony and I looked at each other. Had they opened up a Costco? Perhaps old Levi's? A chain of McDonald's? He would be walking. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be talking with our Vietnam veterans. So it's not about freeing Palestine, freeing Israel. It's not, it's not about any of that. A nation has a right to defend itself against outrageous attacks. It does. And this is the outcome. And Vietnam is an example. And now it's become an ally of us. Because Vietnam recognizes the right of the United States to exist, even after we invaded their country. Yeah, they recognize the right of the United States to exist. And there is the key to having a Palestine and Israel, both recognizing the right of the other to exist and not attacking the other. So that's my Vietnam story. <laughs> and I want you to understand that I'm also a behavioral therapist. And as a therapist, I understand your need to make jokes or put funny faces on me or ask questions, hoping or thinking you can get a, an angry and annoying response. I realize where this is coming from, and I, I recognize your need to do these things. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So within Jewish teaching, a fetus is not a human being but his potential life, and therefore has a sacred status. According to Judaism, a baby has to live 30 days outside the womb to prove its viable life. If you give birth and the child dies less than 30 days, there's no funeral, it's just the child is buried, and we mourn because we consider it potential life but not a living human being. That's because it's all made up. Nobody knows when life begins. We have trouble knowing when life ends. We have trouble defining death. Mm -hmm. And in terms of occupying territory and Israel invading, I would suggest you start reading some history, those who are posting that, and look at what the UN did. Look at the Sykes-Pico Agreement that ended the First World War. Look at some of your history before you start claiming and start making these ridiculous, you're embarrassing yourself because Palestine never existed. There's all kinds of things going on. Actually, you want Palestine? It's Transjordan. According to the UN, Jordan is Palestine. It is, they declared it. So depending on when we want to go in history, we'll have all these discussions, but you're embarrassing yourselves by talking about invasion and occupying. Really, please, read some history and 
No, Palestine didn't exist. It doesn't always exist. Come on, do some history, please. But I do believe today, right now, we should have two states. We should have a, an Israel. And no, the Balfour Agreement never expired because it was never a signed agreement. Again, you're embarrassing yourselves. Please, don't embarrass yourself. Mm -mm. And don't contradict what I'm saying because it's silly. You're making stuff. You're believing stuff. Let's look at the reality. There should be two states right now next to each other. The state of Israel and the state of Palestine. Palestine should occupy the West Bank and parts of Jordan. Jerusalem should be a joint city of both Israel and Palestine. In order for that to happen, both countries have to recognize the right of the other country to exist and not send bombs, not attacking. We have to all of a sudden say, we both stop. It's over. United States, Mexico, and Canada. No missiles. Vietnam. They recognize the United States' right to exist, and we invaded their country. Let's use Vietnam as a model. So, Palestine. If Palestinians say, no more Hamas, no more Hezbollah, no more missiles. We recognize Israel's right to exist. You will now recognize our right to exist. We now have two countries. We now have two countries. What a great Garden of Eden that would be. Truly. What a wonderful state that would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I would ask that those of you who are posting stuff, do a little history and a little reading before you start posting so that you don't embarrass yourselves truly. But I understand why you're doing it as a therapist. Perfectly understandable. So please, keep doing these things because it's safer for you to criticize me, to make fun of me, and to make statements that aren't true than it is for you to go out on the streets and do something that would hurt yourself or other people. Because that won't have a good outcome. That's not. So, let's get back to abortion. So in Judaism, abortion is required to save the mother's life. In Judaism, the mother's life takes precedence over potential life. Now this comes back to those that say that a fetus is a living human being. And again, I'll say what I said before. We don't know that. It's all made up. Now, you want to believe it, just understand that you're believing something that's made up. We don't know at what point, when we have a soul put in, when we become a human being. But Judaism wants to protect the fetus unless the mother's life is in danger. Also, if the mother's psychological life is in danger. And that's why in Judaism, we support abortion as a medical procedure. Because if a woman is in emotional, physical, or mental distress, and the doctor says, we need to perform an abortion, it's to be done. Now, in Judaism, abortion is not to be done uh, as a method of birth control, or because you can't fit in your ski pants, or because it's going to ruin your vacation. No, that's not acceptable in Judaism. So don't think that Judaism says abortion is okay all the time. It's very serious. 
However, when we ban abortion, you're violating Jewish law. And it's a medical procedure. You're taking something away that a woman would need. And I appeal to you out there, not just women, but men as well, that when we start, it's a slippery slope. If we start with this medical procedure, who knows what medical procedure will come next? And by the way, Nepal has banned TikTok and they're going, they're stopping it. I don't know, pretty soon they're going to stop it. Censoring is a slippery slope. We want to be careful about inciting. We want to be careful about being mean and attacking people. There are some lines. However, you want to accuse me of things or say things. But so far, none of you have written to me at rabbiblock at hotmail.com and, and faced me. None of you have faced me. I'll meet with any of you that are posting any of these comments about Israel or about Jews or any of those things. It's fascinating None of you has taken me up on it. I wonder why. Hmm. It's just curious to me that you type expletives and nasty things about me and it makes you feel better. But the one thing you won't do is come to my Zoom room. Talk to me. I'll talk with you. I'm retired. I have plenty of time. So let's get back to abortion. The fetus is potential life. If the mother's life is in danger, if the mother is suffering from psychological stress, then abortion is permitted. And there are other times when we wouldn't. Which is very different from this and that. Now, it doesn't matter how the woman got pregnant, whether it was incest, rape, non-consent. Judaism views the medical procedure and the health of the mother. This is our key. And this is as it should be. Isn't it as it should be about you and me? If I have coronary heart disease, it's a medical condition. My cardiologist should be looking at my medical condition. And if the pregnancy is distressing to a woman, the doctor wants to look at the medical condition, not some theologian's idea that's totally made up. And I'll come back to that again and again. Nobody knows. You're entitled to opinion, but know that that's what it is, your opinion. It isn't based on water boils at 100 degrees. Water freezes at zero. Scientific. Life does not begin at conception. We just don't know. And Judaism recognizes that and says, we're going to take an opinion, but we don't know. That's my criticism with a number of my Christian colleagues who, who put something forth that's purely speculation and belief, but not based on fact and science. You're entitled to it. I'm not taking that away, but don't force that on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so though that's the idea. Now, what about sex? Again, Judaism views sex as both creation 
creating a child, reproduction, and recreation. Unlike some other religions that, that condemn sex or, oh, excuse me, or think of sex as bad or evil or wicked, not in Judaism. Sex should be fun. You should enjoy it. And Judaism says it should be in a relationship, a committed relationship with somebody else. Um, I can't approve of indiscriminate, multiple sex all over the known universe. That's not Jewish. But again, you can do what you want. That's just not Jewish. I'm not in charge of you. So within Judaism, sex is to be enjoyed. It's to be a pleasure. And if you have children, that's a bonus. Now, Judaism teaches what's the minimum? Two children. Once you have two children, your obligation to procreate, you fulfilled it. You fulfilled it. Preferably a boy and a girl. But you can have two children. You fulfilled it. Now, all the sex you want, it's all for fun. All for fun and recreation and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You don't do it as if the devil made you or if it's bad or if it's wrong. Mm-mm, that's not the Jewish view. Mm-mm. It's an intimate relationship between two consenting adults. That's sex in Judaism. Now, practice birth control. Judaism approves of birth control. You don't want to have children. Practice birth control. Not some kind of timing or coitus interruptus or... Nah, there's lots of good scientific ways. And they're not foolproof. They're not 100%. However, they have a pretty good track record. And for you gentlemen out there, have a vasectomy. That's one way to guarantee you won't have children. Hmm? So, abortion, yes, to, for the mother. Sex, yes, procreation, recreation, enjoyment between two consenting adults in an intimate relationship. Not indiscriminately, not... Because that's not healthy for you as an individual. I happen to agree with the Jewish view as a therapist. Having sex with anything that moves, including your favorite barnyard animal, is not good. That's not healthy for you. And that's not... It's not going to lead anywhere. So we want to look at... I'm promoting the Jewish view of sex in a committed relationship between two individuals. And enjoy it. Have fun. It's not a sin. And you're not going to be punished. No. It's not a choice between Palestine and Israel. I want both. I want two countries that recognize the right of each other to exist. Like Vietnam recognizes the United States' right to exist. Vietnam isn't sending missiles into the United States. They're not attacking us anymore. Uh, they're not raping and murdering Americans visiting, which was what was happening during the Vietnam War. It's not happening anymore. Because Vietnam is a hospital country. It recognizes the United States. I think we have a nice model there. And it's up to you. I would just like to remind everyone, and not because we aren't occupying Vietnam anymore, we still could be at war. Vietnam still could not recognize, like North Korea does not recognize the United States. North Korea is still at war with us. So don't say that about 
Viet, we're not in Vietnam. That doesn't work. It doesn't, because it's not true. Stop deluding yourself. Mm-mm. However, send me an email, whoever wrote that, and we'll be in my Zoom room. I'd love to talk. And would you like to be my co-host? Many of you are... What TikTok does is when you say ridiculous, stupid things, all I see are dashes. So please, I'd like you to send me what you are posting on TikTok that's not coming through. I want to read what you're saying to me or about me. RabbiBlock at Hotmail.com. Please, you have my email? I just see lines and lines of dashes. I want to know what's being said. So please, send it off. And I would like some co-hosts. I'd like some of you to join me live. Send me an email. We'll meet in my Zoom room. We'll talk about how we're going to do this live. It kind of gets tiresome, doesn't it? Wouldn't you like to have another face? Not just Mickey, not just my Einstein or my Coast Guard flag or my American flag, um, my Darth Vader. Wouldn't you like to have somebody else to look at? Sure you would. So please, please get in touch with me and we can do something. Also, if you have questions, I mean, I talked about abortion, birth control, sex. Alcohol is permitted. Moderation is the key. Wine makes the heart glad. So does bourbon. And so Judaism does not forbid drinking. Drinking is not a sin. What's a problem is excess. If we go overboard and if we do to excess that it inhibits us or that, not inhibits us, if we lose our sense of control and we start doing stupid things, that's it. But no, alcohol is not a sin in moderation. But drugs are off limits because there's no moderation. The jury's still out on marijuana. Marijuana seems to be okay, but the jury's still out. Hard drugs, anything else besides marijuana, there's no moderation. There may be some for marijuana, but it's still too soon to tell. So be careful. If you're smoking marijuana, keep track of your behavior. And our time is up. It's 8.30. And thank you all very much for watching, for listening. And I'll see you on Erev Thanksgiving next Wednesday at 8. Lai Tov, Chavir.